The following podcast contains subject matter that may be unsuitable for more sensible viewers. Views expressed here do not reflect that of any community that you would want to be a part of. Listener discretion is mandatory. Mama, what does trans mean? No, no! Valid. You're so fucking valid. No one's ever been so valid. Yeah, re. I make all the other trans girls jealous with my validness. <laughs> I may not have much, but I am valid. I. Assign valid at birth. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Tranifesto. Yes, Tranifesto podcast, or how I learned to stop worrying and love bad representation. I am one of your hosts, Madeline Hops. I am joined today by... I am Amy. I am a professional dipshit. <laughs> that is assigned dipshit at birth. <laughs> and that's why I'm here. And I'm Ree Carter. I... Currently have a cat on your lap. I have a cat on my lap. It's very good. It's a baby. It's a little fuzz baby. A little valid fuzz bean. <laughs> All right, and that's our guest today is uh, Booster. All right, bye, Booster. So today cool. we are talking about the 2016 hit film, The Assignment. Wait, was it 2016 or 2017? No, 2016. I think it was like one of them. It was one of those 20s. I feel like I think Way this movie was. Recent I think it was in like production hell because I swear to God, I feel like I heard this movie get announced <laughs> and everybody complained about it, and then it disappeared off the face of the earth. So I don't even know if it got released. I well yeah because I didn't see this in any theaters. No, I because I remember seeing people complain about it, but it, I feel like I it's... didn't even see any of that. No, like it did not pop up on my fucking timeline. I didn't even realize this movie existed. How did we find this movie? Who who found Somebody, this movie? Did someone point it out on Twitter? I think so. Well, because I, I distinctly remember this. So One just of our to give fans. to give a quick recap of what it is, you know what we're talking about. And it's going to be full of spoilers. I don't know if I rec- we recommend this movie, so don't worry about the spoilers. Um, so the assignment is about a professional hitman played by Michelle Rodriguez, who runs afoul of a radical surgeon played by Sigourney Weaver. Who we love. Who we love. Sigourney queen. Weaver is perfect. Yeah, queen... Sigourney Weaver is great in everything she does. We stand a surgical queen. And so Sigourney forced Femmes Michelle Rodriguez into surgically becoming Michelle Rodriguez, at which point she goes on a revenge killing spree. And all of this is told through flashbacks by a therapist played by the guy, like the main guy from that monk show. Oh, I completely forgot about that TV I knew show. I recognized him. I had to look it up. Yeah, he was in some other stuff. He's in, he's in a bunch of he's stuff. Like, he's like not funny Mr. Bean. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So in it's all told in flashbacks between the monk guy as the therapist and Sigourney Weaver like in a uh, uh, mental institution. And I distinctly remember back in the day this coming up as a Michelle Rodriguez is signed on to a movie of that description and obviously people complaining about it because it's literally about a cis person playing a forced femme like uh 
revenge action flick. Yeah. Right. Going over the movie real quick, before we kind of dive into the whole good representation, the trans elements of that kind because of thing. it's great representation Excellent. if you can we will, tell. We will get there. As a movie, how do we feel that all went? Oh, atrocious. Yeah. Fucking terrible. Like, so, it's so bad. So comically bad that it was actually really kind of fun, and I started to love it halfway through. There's this whole comic book motif that they yeah. do. Well, because it was like based on some French graphic novel that no one has ever read. Yeah. But it like, so it has all of these like, you know, square white cuts that like look like they're going between panels or like circle downs but really selectively like they won't use them consistently the way you might see in like one of these like Mm -hmm. particularly artistic action movies it is very like oh right we're doing this comic book motif and like it'll occasionally cut to like somebody with a filter on them to make them look comic-y or like there's that one part where Sigourney Weaver's character is just listing off famous authors and it just does like the pop art version God, of them and it's like, also jarring yeah because it's jarring and there's, like cringy yeah there's lots of good movies that did like the kind of uh the comic book layout uh trick-or-treat i think i've shown you that movie exactly and... yeah but it's totally totally inconsistent yeah and that's a broader problem with this movie is that it plays itself 100 percent serious yeah exactly is, there's no jokes in this movie it's it's and you can see like the director who is walter hill basically like like he pulled inspiration from not just like the comic book elements but like also things like kill bill and the stylistic elements of like robert rodriguez or even i would argue to some yeah. uh so quentin tarantino films to some degree as well the kill bill was kind of like embarrassingly stolen yeah like it was really bad and like he 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 did high risk and failed doing it uh and like this is walter hill this is walter hill who directed the warriors uh he produced the alien films he directed some episodes of tales from the crypt i should like this movie more than i did but it was just atrocious all the way around it could have been so fun yeah like i would have like sort of this revenge flick where it's centered around seeking revenge for the person who's caused you gender dysphoria. That's kind of fun. Now, to be fair, yeah, on that level, there is there is some redemption. There's a great version of this movie that was written by a trans person, but the way that it was, and maybe it's just because this person's experience was mostly with just trashy action films. Mm-hmm. It tries to be artsy in a way that comes off like... Before I knew who the director was, I thought it must have been like someone's first project. It came. Oh, some yeah. of it comes off really like film, film school. school. Like, yeah. Okay. There's all these weird, like embarrassing references to like Hamlet, like and Shakespeare and Edgar Allan Poe. That it's like you had like a high school English class, and now you think you're intelligent, and you're just gonna pepper those into the movie. And it cuts between different framing devices, where it'll go from either the framing devices will either go from the dialogue between the therapist and Sigourney Weaver to Frank's inner monologue to Frank talking to a video camera as a um like a poor form of therapy like almost doing like a video diary but it doesn't stay with any of these framing devices I mean to be fair who among us did not start a video blog when we first started transitioning my photo deeply relatable my photo booth on my computer is just filled with this shit Uh, I mean, here's an interesting quote from him in terms of maybe this will help put the movie in perspective from us. Uh, Hill said in an interview that every film I've done has been a Western and elaborated in another that the Western is ultimately a stripped down moral universe that is whatever the dramatic problems are beyond the normal avenues of social control and social alleviation of the problem. And I like to do that even within the contemporary stories. So I guess if we look at this through the guise of like a Wild West movie, it kind of makes a bit more sense, at least to me. I think that makes it worse. (laughs) 
it makes more sense. It doesn't make it better. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> for sure. I am not arguing for better. I am arguing for context. And this is the best that we can do. But at least we know yeah. how we now know how Sigourney Weaver got on this project, which is alien dude. Yeah. Also, Sigourney and Rodriguez were both in Avatar, which was a movie that existed. I forgot about that. I never the, saw that the, movie. The, the fact that they were in it or the fact that a movie existed. Yes. <laughs> I think it's best that we all forgot about that well, movie. Well, we can't forget because there are three sequels coming out. Oh, no. Because is there is there something to be said about Avatar and the... And transness? Transness. Is that a, is well, that a it's, it's like being inserted into yeah. a new body. There's something there. Well, no, there's, there's Avatar. It's real hard. Yeah, well, I mean, trans people have sex with their ponytails as well. Yeah, it's yeah. Al- it's also too like you know there's water bending, there's gender bending, like it's basically just all part of the it's all part of the same universe. Just just quickly checking, you know that the different avatar, right? I'm sorry, what? Just just checking. I just I just want to check if you know that if you know that you're joking. Am am I joking? Like Avatar Airbender and like Blue Aliens Avatar. <laughs> I'm, wait, what, what, what's to do with Blue Aliens? Checking, just checking. Are you joking? I, I don't know what's happening right now. IMAX movie, like the highest grossing movie of all time, Blue Alien. Oh, Pandora. sorry. I was thinking of Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure okay. if you were making a joke or if that movie was actually so forgettable. I did forget even... about Avatar. Well, because it wasn't very good. No, exactly. Yeah, we all forgot. I, was... I think we're probably going to cut this. I'll be honest, the part where you're saying that having sex with ponytails, I was like, I don't remember Aang doing that. <laughs> and so I also thought that Michelle Rodriguez was not going to play pre-transition Michelle Rodriguez. So we're just going to jump right into that, are we? All right, so Michelle Rodriguez is begins this movie as a man. She has a beard. A beautiful full beard and sort of is like has like prosthetics on her nose or something that kind of do a thing to make her to, look that was a big nose to paint a word picture think about how old like G.I. Joe dolls look with like the yes. beard coming that's that's what it looks precisely. like precisely I, I think every single time she was on screen. We all burst out laughing. It was too funny. Could oh, not contain ourselves. It was. It was the worst. It was. It's just like it. Like it looks like a guy that was just like it's the ponytail. It's the ponytail and the, like oh, the God, side yeah. bangs. It was like like they. You could tell like if that was a like real the Nickelback dude. haircut with the ponytail. Yeah. Yeah, oh. like you well, know, I, mean, I was unconvinced until we got the nude shot. Oh yeah, oh god, yes, yeah. the nude <laughs> shot. We got a full body nude, and I am talking cock. Oh like, yeah, no, full full penis, full front. That that was a baby's arm. That was that was not a dick. It was that a was a large dick. That was like a... Michelle Rodriguez is hung oh. in this movie, <laughs> which is like Can we it, not... it's it's over top of a like CG tracked. Uh, Dude, Harry Dude Bod with Michelle Rodriguez Had, terrible like, motion kept on so. shitty drag king face <laughs> was the most jarring thing I had ever seen. I mean, also though he was kind of hot. Oh, uh, wood. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. Uh, hands up. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I know it's a podcast, but and so yeah, so this Michelle Rodriguez, I think his name is Frank, right? Frank. Yeah. Frank. Yeah. Frank yeah. Kitchen. So Frank Kitchen is then forcibly feminized in the surgery, which (laughs) turns him into a woman. Like, it's the kind of surgery that cis people think trans people get. Yeah, especially with the recovery. sex change. Was the recovery time, too. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, no, it's woke up two days later. Wake up, you know. No scars. Enormous tits. 
Yeah. No scarring. A full bush. Yeah, the you, full your bush beard has just vanished. That full, was full the full bush with no other body hair. The full yeah, bush. Yeah, no shadow or anything. Yeah, the full bush is what lost the immersion for me. Like everything else, I was fine with. I'm like, okay, I can suspend disbelief. But the full bush down there, you don't wake up from surgery like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, a functioning functioning badge with no dilation apparently. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> just the fucking when 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 did Frank dilate? When? No, show us the dilation scene. Show us the dilation scene. Yes. And that's what I'm saying about how this is like forced on porn is that that's like the fantasy. Yeah. Is that you, there's just this magical surgery that instantly turns you into Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> like, can you get me that surgeon's number? Yeah. Because beforehand, I didn't realize that it was Michelle Rodriguez playing like before the surgery. And part yeah. of me really hoped that it was going to be like a white guy. <laughs> just a totally different guy. See, that's, right? that's, 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 that's the different movie action. that I wanted to yeah. see. My chaotic bisexuality can't decide if I want to fuck Michelle Rodriguez or man Michelle Rodriguez. Okay, hold on. I want to... Hold on. We need to talk about the unrealized but amazing butch femme dog relationship. Oh, God, yeah, the dog. In this film. The pit bull. It was incredible. Like, extremely stone-cold butch Michelle Rodriguez like with guns and like leather jackets and her like femme girlfriend and they both had like a pit bull together and yeah. like it all fell apart because like the girlfriend was a spy or something but it was so cute for like a, a hot second and just seeing like just i don't know if they were trying to make a commentary about like the transition but like michelle rodriguez doing the whole like oh, i've never felt so domestic Oh, just living with this dog and this girl. Everything's so good. Like, that. Yeah. I can't wait to go out to the Home Depot or Lowe's and just <laughs> pick out new things for our softball I team. I may not have a pipe, but I can still fix her pipes. Like, no, because she, like, <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez went over to this girl's house for, like, a place to stay while she freaked out about her gender dysphoria and then just stayed. Just like stayed just over and is, literally like is I that literally you? Oh my god! It was dog. the second date. Yeah. It was literally the <laughs> second date, and the you hold it. I like friends? obviously that whole thing fell apart, but it was so. so I think wonderful. like like it like it like your typical lesbian relationship. I was just gonna say maybe if we didn't approach this movie from is it good trans representation? Is this good lesbian relation like uh, representation? I would say emphatically, this is one of the best lesbian representation movies I've ever watched. Well, until like it all falls apart and also he's a dude. I mean, that's happened. (laughs) (laughs) Going on, uh, I would like to approach something that we all felt near and dear to our heart in this movie. Again, getting more into the whole idea of transitional themes and gender roles. Sigourney Weaver in too this, good movie. For this movie. Oh, too good for every oh, fucking movie. Absolutely. That woman does not have to prove anything to anybody. She is genuinely probably one of my favorite actresses. And in transition, she was actually one of my role models. Uh, her uh, character in Ripley in Aliens was like, that was what I looked at. It was like, that is exactly how I felt um, wanting to kill aliens and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so her character. That's in this why I transitioned. Movie was yeah. why I transitioned. Oh, yeah. Which is that I wanted to be a radical vigilante sexual reassignment surgery surgeon surgeon yeah no that's right mm-hmm. doctor ish i wanted to kidnap people and turn them into women mm-hmm. yeah i mean that is the trans agenda so her whole character is like she's like a genius plastic surgeon who thinks that she's do good for everybody and quotes lots of 
classical literature. Shakespeare. Shakespeare what a genius. and Edgar Allan Poe. And yeah, all that, that is that. you, Amy. So that is cultured. you. Yeah. yeah. And loses her medical license for being too radical and then makes her bones doing like under the table uh, sexual reassignment surgeries for people who can't sit through the waiting period. Or which, can't afford it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So Because she's like like uber wealthy and also in, involved in like organized crime and so she just has tons of money to throw at trans people on Venmo mm-hmm. which is pretty cool <laughs> of her it's Kofi actually they uh <laughs> sign my crowdfunding so I can get uh, Sigourney Weaver's yeah. secret surgery yeah. hashtag trans crowdfunding for Sigourney and more than that she's also the greatest surgeon to ever live and can turn you into Michelle Rodriguez yeah exactly so with no scarring at all and time. full bush full bush so she's the hero of the story as you can tell unambiguously unambiguously yeah i don't know if that was the intention of the filmmaker but i really aligned with sigourney on this one yeah it's interesting because they're kind of doing that thing where they make the character like you know very like you like you like her and she, you know that she's doing kind of awesome stuff but they have to like make her be just unlikable and just be just morally ambiguous to be the villain well like the reason that she decides to like forcibly feminize slash cuck um frank kitchen (laughs) is because he like killed her cousin or brother or something yeah brother her brother 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 cousin because he is a professional hitman which i don't even know if we touched on yeah we did okay i don't think it's relevant to this film to be honest um so you know, Sigourney Weaver is pissed off that this dude, this very pretty dude, um, killed her brother and so decides to kidnap him and perform radical invasive sexual reassignment surgery upon him. I mean, which is just standard fare. Like, if you wrong someone... But that's not, like, her normal gig. Well, this was, like, a side thing. But there's this weird undertone of... She's talking about this experiment that she wants to do to see if... Basically, if gender is inherent and that if she does a complete surgery on this very manly macho man to see if that would change the gender identity. Right. And, oh, yeah. No. I have a quote. Yeah, I wanted to prove that if gender is identity, then even the most radical surgical procedure wouldn't change your like gender essence. Which is weird because... This proved to be true because Frank still identifies as a man and he is valid, which is actually a direct quote yeah. from and also, Sigourney Weaver. And also, too, like, like while we're on the subject, like, this was the thing that I found was weird about the movie, and I think you guys did as well, which is the whole idea of that it was a very aware movie of, like, the trans experience. Bizarrely disorientingly yeah. aware. Because it was, like, I mean, like, we all agree that it's pro- it's a bad idea for this person to play trans. This is a very well-established fact in this oh, podcast. Oh, no, this movie is atrocious. Yeah, and, and any, like, Twitter sphere. That should go without saying. Yeah, but there are times in this movie where they get parts almost right. There's a, a scene with a doctor and Frank and Michelle Rodriguez's character, and they're in the doctor's office together, and he's going over about, like, oh, this is the normal waiting period for stuff like this. This is the evaluations you have to go through. It honestly felt like I was back in the clinic and they were like, this is yeah. the stuff you have to do. The writer actually spoke to some people who knew what they were talking about right. to get the facts right. Which, like, should be the basic expectation, but the rest of this movie is so terrible and so absurd that it was actually shocking. 
yeah, it's to terrible. see like anything in this movie be yeah. remotely accurate. Yeah, and like Michelle Rodriguez's characters, like when she's talking to that doctor, would go like, you know, can you at least do something for me so I can feel something down there? And he's like, well, it's about six to twelve months, which is actually the timeline. Yeah, it'll start popping you, back on when you start. Yeah, exactly. Which you know, when that happens, it's just look. If any of you are listening and you're thinking, hey, do I want to get GRS? It's like, let me just tell you real quick. When the nerve endings start popping back online around month six, it's just fucking weird. So just get used to this. Every once in a while, just be like, oh, I'm just talking normally. Ah, I'm just screaming because it's just all of a sudden you have a sensation and it's yeah. the weirdest fucking thing. So for this movie, that was obviously like panned as a bad idea. This movie that was like constantly bad, panned as a bad idea from day one still involved this person like definitely talking to some surgical people some trans people Mm -hmm. still going through with making the movie which was a mistake but a noble one yeah a noble catastrophe see i would have i like obviously you know you should get a trans person to play this role but like i i think that would have made the movie better and almost like a guilty pleasure at that point in time we should cast amab trans guys as michelle rodriguez in this movie yeah amab trans guys as michelle rodriguez so the thing I want to hone in on is the way that this movie deals with dysphoria and the right. way this displays it, because essentially what this is, is a about Frank's character, a man, a cis guy, a cis man yeah. who has been transitioned into a indistinguishably cis woman's body but feels dysphoria about it. So essentially this is an AMAB trans man. Well, yeah, because he's like desperate to, you know, detransition. Yeah, and, and, and feeling discomfort in this body like and in this dysphoric, role. Yeah. yeah. And like when the, um, when she's having like, when she reconnects with a woman that she has sex with as a man at the beginning of the movie and is clearly having like uncomfortable feelings about like wanting to have sex with this woman but kind of having uncomfortable feelings about the ability the, to and the perform. body that he's in exactly which is an interesting way to dissect and look at dysphoria and i wanted to know what your well, takes on that is it's like the idea that like because cis people don't intrinsically understand what dysphoria is like yeah, I don't think because they've never experienced it, and so the idea being, well, what if you were like switched bodies forcibly and like had to confront that, and this movie kind of contra- portrays that interestingly because it's like a dude who is deeply, deeply dysphoric right. about being Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, no, that's validating. And actually, this like now that we bring it up in this context, there was wasn't there there was a feminist back in the day who basically to understand the plight of men uh, disguised herself as a man for something like a year, and then she suffered. I want to figure out her name, but she basically suffered psychological damage from that as well because mm-hmm. it was the whole idea like she was pretending to be that and that it didn't line up. So for the whole arguments in terms of like trans people, it's like just get over it. It's nothing bad. Like there is a part of it that is wired that you need to align with that, and that comes with you know dysphoria. The, not to say that you need dysphoria to be trans, but this is part of it, and that can, and this is, you know, the validity of it as well. And that is sort of the thesis of this movie on transness, if you could say that there is one, which is like that gender or your relationship to your body is in some way innate or yeah. essential, and that having it forcibly changed will cause like an internal conflict yeah or if it doesn't line up properly then you just you go mad and then you go look for um honest pete or whatever the fuck his name is and you (laughs) shoot him 
uh, in his dick, which, you know, I know it didn't show it explicitly, but he got shot Definitely. in the dick. Definitely. He yeah, was yeah. shot in the dick. Right, so where are the surgeons that can turn me into Michelle Rodriguez? Well, funny you should ask, because as we noticed, this was filmed in Vancouver. Yeah. So this entire film, as far as I can tell, takes place in about like a one block radius of Vancouver's Chinatown. Like 15 minutes away from me, don't dox me. Yeah. Yeah. And also, honestly, if this was going to be fairly accurate Vancouver film, it would be in East Vancouver. Let's be honest here. Well, yeah, because I think it's supposed to be San Francisco, but it's just kind of funny watching it and seeing like where she hops on a bus and is trying to get out of somewhere. But it, we, I know that she goes exactly right across the street from where she was before. Oh, continuity error. There's a Fido dealership in one of the shots. There is no Fido dealership in the States. Oh, think this of that. This entire yeah. movie has been unraveled. Movie's bullshit. Okay, Fuck zero you. out of ten. Fuck you, Tim. I mean, but who amongst us has not wandered around East Vancouver in nothing but a robe buying liquor? Yeah. To be fair, if you've ever driven down to East Van, I mean, that's... Hey, American listeners, uh, East Vancouver is a part of Vancouver where it's full of lesbians and uh, drunken trans women. An oasis. It's a beautiful place. It is the closest we have to Eden. One thing I wanted to talk about is the delivery, the acting delivery, because all of these are people that I feel like we've seen in other films, but the delivery of some... They were also bad. It was very bad. Even like, Sigourney Weaver was bad. Yeah. I think but that it, the director told her to be bad. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, this comes back to the whole stylist delivery of of the comic book. And it's supposed to be that comic book like narrative. But like, there's a way that you adapt it where it works out well. And there's um, like the overly uh, forced dialogue. It, it can be good in some situations. Uh, I'm thinking of like um, the movie Kick-Ass back in the day. Um, that had some moments where there was more monologue-y uh, dialogue, and it worked out well. But this really felt monologue-y. Oh, no, like, this To the terrible. point where I felt like some of the people I didn't recognize must have been pulled out of, like, like theater, theater kids, school. Because yeah. it felt very, like, I'm going to monologue at the audience. This is what's happening. This is what I did, and here's how it's going to happen. And I'm just going to keep talking until you know everything that you need to know well, about the plot right now. it feels like there's a shell of this movie, like, a, somewhere deep in there. There's, like, a weird sort of Shakespearean drama with these long monologues. Yeah. And there's there's yeah. also like this interesting psychological drama about gender and like this weird sort of horror of being like waking up in the wrong body. But then all of that is so deeply, deeply buried under this shit action movie. Yeah. Less thespians, more lesbians. And the thing here too is, is like, this is exactly why we need to beat up film school students until they just, they're done. They're done. We can't, this is bully nerds, okay? If I'm you, sorry to my film friends who are listening. Theater kids are not to be trusted. Yeah, I went to school for theater. Just fucking, no. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're if you see me on the streets, as a theater just kid. smack me just across the face because this is the only way I'll learn. So I wanted, I wanted to bring something up. So obviously, cis people playing trans people, bad. But I feel like there is something to a cis woman playing a trans woman. But wait, it's, it's like, not a trans woman, though. No, 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 I'm saying, but I feel like that's another one of these little kernels that this movie has, where it's just like, I feel like, for example, for me, if I had a biopic about my life, you know, I'm bad, tra bad trans, but I wouldn't mind having a cis woman play me. I want to be played by Scarlett Johansson. Exactly. <laughs> I want to be played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> I think that's accurate. I'm just saying, I feel like there's... Another, like, they're the almost, almost an interesting thing there. Well, no, I think it's actually double problematic 
for a cis woman to be playing a cis guy who has been turned into a trans woman. So you're saying that it would have been less problematic if they had a man playing a man who gets force-femmed into a woman who gets... Actually, shit, yeah, that would have been. That would have well, been less I mean, problematic. really, they should be giving platforms to AMAB trans guys, but... Actually, that's true. I don't know if Hollywood is there yet. <laughs> yeah, James Woods, if you're listening, we have a role for you. It's okay. <laughs> we know. We know. It's okay. You don't have to be angry anymore. So now that we've all had a wonderful, rousing discussion on the various different um, wonderful, terrible angles of this movie... As we ask with all our movies, is this good representation? Re, what are your thoughts? It's the only good representation. It's the best movie I've ever seen. It's art, and anybody who thinks otherwise is transphobic. Perfect. Amy? So, it's obviously terrible, but there's something about it that is just so charming, so charmingly terrible. This could be, like, the best worst movie for the trans community, if like, you yeah. really wanted it's it, it's honestly not that problematic. No, it's frankly, it's, it's like it's it's bad. Don't get me wrong, because like, it was way better than I expected it to be. Yeah, because what had ended up happening was like as we first started watching this, I thought it was the one of the. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this movie. It's gonna be like ten minutes. I'm gonna lose it. And then it just kept being bad, and then worse, and then everything about it was so bad. But by the end of it, I was like, I kind of enjoyed this movie. I think it's actually like fun to watch. Like it's funny. Like it's not supposed to be funny. Yeah, like but this it's is funny. A, this is like I would love this to get to a point where this movie is like shown in like indie theaters and everybody there's like bits where everybody throws something. Oh at my the god! Yeah, like, this is the next corner. room. This is the next room. This is the trans room. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, no, this, um, I, listen, Rio, if you're listening to this, the Rio Theater in Vancouver, please hold a showing of this. I will, I will promise you. It'll just you. be us. Yeah, no, it'll Trans, be, there will be three people. Trans people. Like, if you think that Rocky Horror is too problematic for you, we could replace it with this one. Yeah, we will make up a song for it. I will, I have a little keyboard right here. I will do this. <laughs> so all in all, again, as with all things, bad representation, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's pretty cool. It's actually terrible. It's stupid. Yeah. It's but I love it. It's so I, I would watch this again. Yeah. I need to be a bit drunker. It's <laughs> yeah. not quite there. I'm going to buy this on DVD and frame it for y'all for Christmas. And just like as presents. Here you go. No, I'll buy you two copies. I'm, no, no, that's it. We're buying six copies of this movie. <laughs> three to frame. And We're going to buy the very first six copies that this movie has ever sold. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, I'm not convinced that this movie ever like had a release. No, I don't think... I think it's just, like, it was just shown at parties. Anyways, thank you all again for joining us. Uh, we hope to see you guys again in two weeks. Um, as always, uh, it is wonderful interacting with all of you on Twitter. Uh, if you do need to get a hold of us, there is the at Trenifesto pod, but we've also decided, based on some feedback that we received, that we will go ahead and uh, give out some more personal content information. Uh, so, my name's Madeline on Twitter. I am uh, at rabbit underscore is dead. Um... The other people. I'm Amy on Twitter. I am at Lavender Ashtray. Cool. And Ree. I'm Ree Carter. You can get me at, at Glinner. No. No, <laughs> no. Do not. Just, no. just, just, just send me. My DMs are open. Yeah, just. Thanks, Ree. It's R H I R H I C A R T E R. And I make video games. So, and you can find on there. Cool. Video game maker. We do, uh, we do, uh, lift the stereotypes there. Anyways, as always, let your striped socks fly, and uh, we will see you all next week, uh, or two weeks from now. And uh, thanks again. 